What is up, squad? Welcome back to the Love Your Body podcast. I'm your host, Avery Bowman, a women's health and fat loss coach. I created this podcast to share my best fat loss mindset and women's health secrets. Overall, of all the info that I share, this really just leads into you loving your body. On today's episode, we're chatting all about one of the most inflammatory foods to exist. This topic was actually voted on by you, and I cannot wait to dive into this because this is one of my favorite things to chat about and something I'm honestly super passionate about. So this sneaky ingredient is actually in over 86% of processed foods. It's linked to diabetes, cancer, inflammation in the body, aging, bloating, obesity, heart disease, etc. Like a lot of problems are caused by this sneaky ingredient. And this sneaky ingredient that I'm talking about are seed and vegetable oils. Now, I'm sure some of you are thinking, you know, but canola oil and vegetable oil are labeled as heart healthy. Like, what do you mean here? But that claim was actually made around the 1960s when the American Heart Association recommended that saturated fats be replaced with polyunsaturated fats, or as we're going to call it the rest of the episode, PUFAs. This claim was honestly a little sketchy, and if you look back, it was actually linked to some scandalous donations to research laboratories. And another notable link here is that canola oil was actually first used in automobiles as a lubricant. And I'm not going to go super in-depth here because there's a lot more to the story. But at some point, they had so much of this oil that they didn't really know what to do with it. So what better way to get rid of it than add it into everything and claim it's heart healthy, right? It was edible, so they kind of spread it that way. Um, But I digress a little bit here. As you heard me say, seed oils are relatively new. Vegetable oil consumption in the U.S. has actually increased from 0 to 80 grams a day since the 1900s. And as I mentioned, 86% of added fats are coming from seed oil. So if you turn over a label, you know, actually if we're just looking in a grocery store, out of all the processed food there, 86% of added fats in all those foods are coming from these seed oils. And in 2010, one out of three deaths were actually due to coronary heart disease, yet the consumption of these heart-healthy oils were on the rise and saturated fat consumption was decreasing. A little sketchy, right? So we have a little bit of history here and we're going to talk more about this in a second, but I do want to talk about what seed and vegetable oils actually are and why they are so harmful. So vegetable oils are basically any oils or fats that are derived from crops like fruits, grains, nuts, and seeds. So this is a pretty broad category that basically includes all crop-based oils oils. So an example here, a really common one is Crisco, or basically if you look on a label, you'll see an ingredient labeled vegetable oil. That's another kind of like harmful example that I have. Now, when we look at seed oils, these are also called industrial seed oils. They are a particular category of vegetable oils that are derived from seeds. So they're basically like a subcategory of these vegetable oils derived specifically from seeds. So vegetable oil isn't necessarily a very accurate description about them or like a super helpful way to think about them because they're not technically like exactly pressed from the actual vegetable itself. Again, it's coming from the seed. So examples of seed oils are like canola oil is a huge culprit, soybean oil, peanut oil, sunflower oil, corn oil. Those are like huge culprits in the seed oil industry. 
So now that we have those descriptions out of the way, I want to get a little bit more technical and sciencey, if you will. So as you know, there are many different kinds of fats, right? We've got like trans fats, saturated fats, we've got PUFAs, all those things. Those fats are actually made up of fatty acids, and that's what makes all of them different. So when we actually look at these specific seed and vegetable oils specifically, one way we can look at them is in terms of omega-3s and omega-6s. Omega-3s are a type of fatty acid, and these are healthy fats. We need them to survive. They support our brain health, our heart health. They help balance hormones. They help decrease inflammation in the body. They're great. Omega-6s are a form of PUFAs, or they're also call called linoleic acid. So this is needed, actually. We do need omega-6s, but in extremely small amounts. As we consume them in America, today is actually linked to lots of disease and illness, including aging and all the other things that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. That's why so many of the health impacts of seed oil consumption are similar, despite the varying types of seed oils, if that makes sense. So like canola oil and vegetable oil and sunflower oil, while made up of different seeds, are all high in PUFAs or linoleic acid. So that's why the results or the impacts are similar despite them being different, if that makes sense. So I know what you're thinking, right? Like vegetable oil just seems like it has to be healthy because it's coming from vegetables or how can seed oils be so harmful if it's coming from things like, you know, corn or sunflower seeds? Like people ate that before these oils existed and they were fine, right? So again, yes, people did eat these foods like corn and peanuts and sunflower seeds before these industrial seed oils became available. You know, it wasn't exactly feasible though to get such significant quantities of linoleic acid through these foods in the past. So in 2017, people living in industrialized countries consumed 20%, that's a huge number here when we're looking at this, 20% or more of their calories from seed oils high in linoleic acid. That means that there was a 20-fold increase in seed oil consumption in the past 100 to 120 years, which is insane. At this point, the average American consumes about 5 to 10 tablespoons of seed and vegetable oils per day. So here's how we can think about this. Like I said, you know, people ate these sunflower seeds before. They ate, you know, corn and peanuts and they were fine. But 5 tablespoons of corn oil requires 98 years of corn. Five tablespoons of sunflower oil requires 2,800 sunflower seeds. We're clearly over-consuming linoleic acid, right? So this isn't just as simple as having some sunflower seeds in your trail mix. This is a highly concentrated processed form of these foods that contain a ton of this linoleic acid that is harmful. On top of this, it's not just the makeup of the seed oils that make them harmful. They're honestly extremely unstable, which contributes to them becoming toxic. So when they're exposed to high heat, they become really toxic to the human body. Now, when we're talking about toxic, I'm not talking about, oh, you consume these and you're instantly dead, obviously. But toxicity can come from a form of dosage and prolonged period of time, right? So a lot of things that we can consume and the way that we look at drugs and other things are toxic and can be toxic over time, if, even if we're just containing or consuming small amounts of them over time, if that makes sense. So that's why they're considered toxic because over time they build up in our body and they're linking them to disease and organ failure and all of these things. So specifically, again, these overheated oils are producing trans fat 
which is linked to heart disease, and lipid peroxides, which actually damage our DNA. So trans fats actually, like I mentioned, aren't going to kill you with a single serving, but they are considered toxic because they significantly increase the risk of heart attack and stroke when included as a part of your regular diet. They are actually considered so harmful that they were recently banned from foods in the U.S., in Brazil, in Europe. So as you can tell, like this byproduct of overheating these oils is toxic to the human body. And on top of this, another harmful thing is actually reusing and reheating these oils. So when you think about this, like what are all fast food and restaurants using to fry their food? Likely canola oil, vegetable oil, it's just cheap. And, you know, you've always been told, oh, cook high heat with these oils because they're a little bit more stable. But we just kind of found out that that's not the truth. So because of the reusing and reheating of these oils, it really decreases the natural antioxidants and increases the free radicals. So this basically means it's taking away all of the benefits, which we're going to talk about of these oils, and increasing the free radicals, which damage our DNA, damage our proteins, and cause disease. The reason that they do this is because it's just so cost efficient. These oils are cheap and to reuse them is cheap. You don't have to pour a new gallon every single time you cook a batch of fries, right? So the process of actually heating and reheating these unstable oils is extremely toxic to the human body and is important to understand, especially when you're ordering food at a restaurant or going to a fast food place, just understanding like what they're using, how they're using it, and what it's actually doing to your body. So we spent a few minutes talking about seed oils and their effect like on our health. I want to dive a little bit here into the effects on our metabolism and the link to obesity. So I'm going to talk about a couple studies here. A 1993 study by Pan and Storlean, I hope I'm saying that right, found that rats eating standardized diets that contained either safflower oil, which is really high in, in linoleic acid, olive oil, or edible tallow, as an additional fat source, the rats consuming the most linoleic acid gained approximately 16% more weight compared to the olive oil group and 36% more weight than the tallow group. And it's important to say that these rats did receive the same overall caloric intake. It was just the fat or the specific type of fat that had been adjusted. Another study here in 2017, which is a little bit more recent, this was done by, again, I might be butchering this, Manamuni, I think, and colleagues. Um, these researchers actually divided male mice into groups receiving a low-fat diet or a high-fat diet containing either 1%, 15%, or 22.5% of calories from linoleic acid, and then the rest is from saturated fat. So compared to both the 1% linoleic acid group and the low-fat diet, Rats receiving the 22.5% linoleic acid diet had greater body weight gain, decreased activity levels, and heightened insulin resistance. The authors actually concluded that in these mice, linoleic acid induces obesity and insulin resistance. It also reduces activity more than saturated fat does, supporting the hypothesis that increased linoleic acid intake may be a contributor to the obesity epidemic. 
very interesting studies here. Obviously, these are done on animals. It's really hard to test things like this on humans because there are just so many factors like lifestyle factors and genetic factors and, you know, what are you eating? What is the quality of source? What other things are you doing? Is this person exercising? Are they not? All these factors play a role, so it's really hard to study these kinds of things in nutrition actually in humans, so that's why animal studies can be very beneficial when looking at these things. And it's just very interesting to see the direct correlation between linoleic acid and other fats because they also used other high fat diets, right? So you can kind of see the comparison across the board and really see the data and how linoleic acid specifically is linked to heart disease and obesity and other illnesses. Now I know some of you might be thinking some studies actually show that these oils actually are healthy and do provide benefits, but I'm going to be honest here. Any possible like redeeming qualities of industrial seed oils are not unique. So some arguments like, hey, it contains vitamin E, it contains alpha linoleic acid, which is a form of omega-3s. Remember, those are really beneficial. There are plenty of other great food sources of these nutrients that don't contain the harmful linoleic acid. <laughs> and they're also going to be much more stable and bioavailable. So just because these oils have like, you know, vitamin E and omega-3s, doesn't mean that we can't get those sources from other things that are going to be a lot more beneficial and don't have the harmful linoleic acid in it. And another thing here, linoleic acid is actually an essential fatty acid, which means that we do need it. It's required levels are closer to, you know, the pre-1930s intake though of about 1 to 2% of total calories per day, not the 6 to 10% or higher average intake that is actually documented, especially in the U.S. today. So again, yeah, it is necessary, but the way that they've added it in to all foods, how the majority of food is cooked in it and all these things is what is harmful. You know, it's highly unlikely that anyone is actually going to be deficient in linoleic acid these days because there are plenty of ways to get these in a healthy amount without consuming the harmful oxidized linoleic acid from seed oils. So some examples are like avocados and almonds and other foods like that. Moving forward, I understand some of this information might be scary, and this is something I tell all of my clients because we dive into topics like these about inflammation, about reading ingredient labels, and becoming empowered of what you're putting in your body. It is normal to be afraid. It is normal to feel a little bit of fear. It is normal to want to go on a whim and get rid of everything in your house and also just be frustrated that you didn't know this beforehand. But I just want to say, sit with that feeling for a second, allow yourself to feel that, but what are you going to do moving forward? I really recommend that you take this information and you turn it into a feeling of empowerment rather than fear because being empowered is so much better than being fearful and you're going to actually make the best decisions for yourself. So, you know, to take action here is obviously to limit your intake of these seed and vegetable oils is going to be just super important for your health. You know, whatever journey you're on health-wise, it's very clear that these oils can be harmful. So this is why we really need to be reading the ingredients list on food labels, not just looking at the macros or calories. You know, what is in our food is way more important. We have to read the ingredients. I personally read every ingredient label and I will actually put a product backed on the shelf if it does contain a seed or vegetable oil. Even if it's organic, like I see a lot of stuff with organic sunflower oil, I will still put that back personally, unless it is something that 
you know, I'm having every once in a while, but for the most part, I really do try to avoid these. And you know what? It can be really hard to find, but there really are good swaps on the market. There are good brands out there that are trying to use the best high quality ingredients to provide some of these things. So if you have questions about those swaps, like I've done a lot of research myself and can definitely help you out with that, but take your time. It is worth the time because at the end of the day, this is your body and you get to choose what you consume again coming from a place of empowerment you know as long as you have the knowledge and understanding it really is your choice of what you decide to consume and put in your body i do hope you learned a lot on today's episode again just come from a place of empowerment and act on this and do this for yourself because you deserve it you deserve to take that extra 10 seconds to read an ingredient label and look for something else if needed You know what, this has been one of my favorite topics to chat about, and some of the info that was shared today was actually inspired by an article from Zero Acre, and it links tons of studies and references, which I absolutely love. And if you want to read more and dive into all the science and actually look at this article, which I definitely recommend because it's great, shoot me a DM on Instagram at AveryJB, just keyword study, and I will send it over ASAP, like no questions asked. I would love to send this over to you because I'm definitely a science nerd too and (laughs) love all that stuff. But anyway, thank you for listening. And as always, if you know a friend or family member that would benefit from the topic shared in this episode, cough, cough, literally anybody you know because this applies to everybody, please share this with them to spread the word so we can reach and help as many as possible. That's really important to us over here. Have a wonderful day and I cannot wait to chat next week. 